Now, usually I say you have to call me later. That's okay. O one one Chavos Halvavos. We're actually starting Perik Rishon. Bezos Hashem. So he, the last paragraph in the introduction, the Chavos Halvavos actually went through the topics of the seven prokim in Shar Habitachon, and Perik Rishon is true to his word, Muhus Habitachon. To define it, to to uh, what is his, what is its essence? Mehus habitachon horegius nefesh. That's very famous. It's a famous uh, famous few words of the Chavos Halvados. It's really part of a larger sentence, but if, even if you isolate this phrase, it's the tranquility and menuchas nefesh, regius nefesh, menuchas nefesh. It's tranquility, serenity, calm. Of the boteach, he's not even talking about bitochen in Hashem now. He's defining when a person has bitochen. What what is he feeling? What what is he undergoing? What what experience is he having when he's having bitochen? It could be a child. Right? We've all experienced this, right? Till a child, the child's not even conscious. A child has total bitochen on the mother. And he expects the mother to provide every need, and he anticipates that it, that, that the mother will, and he expects it to, and he doesn't have anything else, he doesn't have nowhere else to turn. Where's he gonna to turn to? Only the mother. That's what we saw last week, the Pasuk. If, I don't know, nobody has this safer, but he quoted the Pasuk in Tillin. Like a nursing child, in the arms of its mother, kagomul alai nafshi. That's how a person, we talked about last week, if something not so good is happening, you feel like Hashem is diapering you. But that's the Pasuk that the Chavit Halvavos quotes. So that serenity and confidence, hishuanus libo, means a confidence. Al You're not talking about Hashem. Betochon means that you feel serene and you're calm. The boteach is calm and serene because he's confident and he's relying on Misha Botacholov, on whoever it is, whoever is the object of his bitachon. Someone gave you a guarantee, someone that you trust gives you a guarantee, or someone has a good track record, you're confident, you have an uncle who promised to lend you money and you know he's rich and you know he wouldn't go back on his word and you know he likes you. We're going to see in the second parrot why all the mental images of Bitochon that we can conjure up to... to um, we conjure up an image in order to... to, to to picture it, in order to have to, to, to feel it, but they're all flawed. Of course, so many things can go wrong. So I'm just saying, Mishalim now. In the second parak, he's going to shoot down all the Mishalim because he's going to say he's going to show the, that the only way you could have full bitachon is if many conditions are present. Like even in my example, the uncle could change his mind and could. He could have an investment coming along. So he says, I'm sorry, I have nothing liquid now. 
or someone could talk lashon hara on you, and all of a sudden he's, he doesn't like you anymore, or he he, he wants harayvim and you don't have harayvim. Right? But this is what we think of with the child, even the child that's consciously or unconsciously totally relying on the mother. The mother could get ill, can't take care of the child, so. She wants to, and she's there for the child, but she's not always able to. So that's what we'll see in the second parak. But here he's defining it: the tranquility and the the menuchos and the serenity of the boteach because of his confidence and his reliance on whoever it is, whoever is the object of his bitachon. Shiyasalo, what is he confident about? Why does he have this tranquility and serenity? Because he knows Shiyasalo Hayose Tov Umatimlo. He knows that the person will do what's most appropriate and fitting for him, the Inyan Shibuteacholov. If he's Boteach in him for his health. So you have a big doctor, you can not much just you have a Tremendous big specialist. So you know he's not going to write you out a wrong prescription. You have confidence that he's going to diagnose you. This, whether it's uh, health or parnosa, or you have confidence in the repairman, you have confidence in anything. Whatever it is you have confidence in, your confidence is that the person will do what's appropriate and what's fitting. Binyan Shubateach Olaf, Kifiyacholto based on his ability, the Yediyoso and his knowledge as Mashem Atimlo, what's appropriate and fitting. So you feel confident and serene and calm because you're relying on someone, something, someone, that will do what's most appropriate and fitting for this given situation based on his, abil- based on his knowledge of what that is what's needed, what's necessary, what's good, what's appropriate, what's fitting, based on his ability. Then, so, so that's very nice, these first three lines. Now, he, the rest of the parak is like four more lines, but he says the most amazing thing. Really, I, you have to be ready for an amazing thing. Chavis right away jumps into the the fire, and he knows that what everybody, I think probably the main obstacle to be talking, well, I don't know, the main obstacle to be talking is to really, really, really feel it, because we know Hashem knows everything, we say it, but like, it has to, we have to feel that Hashem knows what's best for us, and Hashem can do anything He wants, and Hashem knows everything that's happening, and Hashem has everything in Cheshben, and so we know that and that's not really the obstacle although I will add the obstacle is to really believe it because you know, it's, not, it's not as easy as it sounds we, we say it but we don't feel it we don't have that confidence necessary but the Chavis deals with a more pressing issue that I think is the most see what I just said so everybody will look at me horrified if I would suggest that we don't really believe Hashem can do anything he wants. <laughs> of course we believe Hashem can do anything he wants. But what we are, the real obstacle to be talking that we all feel 
is but maybe Hashem who says Hashem will do what I want maybe I don't deserve it and everybody walks around unfortunately we should all go to psychiatrists everybody walks around feeling that they're not really as good people as they should be everybody walks around this is what I believe everybody walks around feeling sort of guilty or feeling I'm not as good as either I'm not as good as my husband thinks I am or I'm not as good as my children think I am or as I'm good as I think I am or I'm not as good as other people think I am I know what I am I'm really not that good and we probably all have it from childhood because parents always criticize their kids Okay, this, I'm getting off the subject. So we all grow up. This is, my, this is what I hope. We all grow up feeling we're not really that good. And, okay, it's it's very... And if we could raise our children, I'm very much speaking to myself now also, without criticizing them, criti- we have to correct them, and we have to train them, we have to teach them, and we have to give them musr. But if we would make a tape recording, Never the barrage of criticism that they hear, like every—it's <laughs> almost comical. If we would make a tape recorder in the house, how we constantly are ordering our children around and, and, and criticizing them. So, come on, it's, <laughs> it's amazing that they grow up normal. <laughs> it's nice. It's because Hashem's raising our children, not us. <laughs> but we do walk around, and, and this is a problem with bitachon. They say, how can I be talking that Hashem is is going to keep me healthy and Hashem's going to get me through this? I don't know. Maybe I don't deserve it. Maybe Hashem's going to punish me for my avarice. Maybe I... Yeah, who, who says? Like, Why should Hashem do what I want? Why? So the Chazabobos deals with this right away. And he says, he deals with it throughout the Shar HaBitochem. And his basic principle is, I'll jump ahead, just... He says... Hashem does things even if you don't deserve it. Hashem does things, good things. Hashem gives you things even if you don't deserve it. That's He's going to repeat that again and again in different ways. Just do your best and don't rebel against Hashem. And do your best, that's all. And then even if you don't deserve it, because everything's rachmim. See, really, the Chavavavas is a progression. We're supposed to learn first Shar HaYichud and then Shar HaBechina. Why? Because Shar HaYichud, you develop belief, real, real belief in Hashem and His omnipotence and omniscience, like really, really. And in Shar HaBechina, it's exposing the wonders of the world and how we should always feel overwhelmed by Hashem's kindness. And we should know Hashem runs the world with chesed and with rachamim, and uh, every breath we take, well, just looking at the universe, right? We've all, I believe, everybody here probably has read the, uh, some of Rabbi Miller's books. There's a wonderful series of books I recommend to people: Our Wondrous World, Our Amazing World. It's like a series of books written by a fellow in England. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's very kaddai to read those books. But then you pick up any biology book. <laughs> And just read about the one finger and what happens if you cut yourself and it starts bleeding and like everything that goes on that the blood, you know, the, the clot, they're like, it's amazing, amazing. And that's what Shana Bechina is. 
just to realize in the flows of the Bria. And therefore, you, once you learn Tarabachina and you incorporate that, then you realize that we're overwhelmed with chesed every second. And it's almost a chutzpah to say, well, why should Hashem do this for me? Do we deserve to breathe? And all the thousands, millions of things that go on in the human body every second that we can think of. I'm talking now, right, my mind. It's mind-boggling every time we, we just pick up something. It's mind-boggling. Every time we figure something out and then we do it, and, and the brain, how it works, <laughs> and then the muscles, and the tendons, and the blood flow, and oxygen, <laughs> and the, the digestive system. Nisim, nisim, nisim every second. So when you say nishmas, you say al elef, al fe, al revavos pa'amim. So when I, when I was younger, before I started, I used to think it's like a little exaggeration. I'll sit down like that. I'll make a calculation. Elif, I love for everybody. It's like, okay, come on, calm down. <laughs> Doesn't work out in math. But then I got older. It's talking about every breath you take. It's talking about every second. Of course, there's thousands of nisim going on every second, and we're always overwhelmed with Hashem's chesed. So you learn shar hayichud, and then shar habechina which is to expose yourself to the wonders of the universe, of the human body, of, 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 of physics, of, of physics, of biology, of science. Science is, is learning about the Chachma of Hashem. You know? so, and, you, and you say, wow, Hashem is doing Chesed every second. So all of a sudden he's going to stop. And if I don't deserve it, so then... <laughs> I don't deserve that when I swallow something I don't deserve when I chew something I should be biting my tongue that's a nice right there um, I don't understand because um, I think what you're saying supports the idea I think what the Rebbe is saying supports the idea that because everything is because our world is run by chesed and not by din because otherwise we right. exist so then so then, that supports the idea that that's right. We aren't deserving, but still, right? You, you can have so, bitachon even if we're not deserving. But don't worry that you're not but, deserving. Well, but if I understood correctly, the Rebbe was saying it's a problem that that people say well, we're not deserving. But that's the mitzvah. We're not deserving. But, but the Chavit Havova says, but Hashem does, gives you even if you're not deserving. Realize but the, that. But the idea of saying that you're not deserving, right? I thought the Rebbe said that that was problematic. We're not deserving from Hashem. From Hashem. Right. We do have to feel that we don't deserve. We 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 have no right. We we have no demands on Hashem. He gives us life. If you go back to the beginning of our existence, right? I could be a rock. I, I could not exist. Certainly, the Chavzalovus Mitzvah maybe we'll, we'll learn it. If has a shar hakniya. A shower of feeling humbleness. A person should be an honor, not a Balgaiva. So he starts off, Chavil Abavas says, Anova means Tahashem. That's the real Anova is Tahashem. From there, if you feel proper Anova Tahashem, then 
you'll treat people a certain way too. You won't feel superior to people. Because if you feel a certain way towards Hashem, then it, it'll flow. You, you just won't be able to act superior to another human being. Okay? That's his setup. Then he starts off saying, and don't make the mistake of thinking that a person should feel humble because he has low self-esteem and no self-worth and he's not confident, not a confident person or he thinks he can't do. He says, that's terrible. That's terrible. He condemns that. He says, a person has to feel his romamus, his nasus. A person has to feel great and confident and I can do it and I'm capable and I can figure things out. And you have to feel like, and then, he says, wait a second, this is all coming from Hashem, I feel clear. So, when we walk around, if we walk around feeling undeserving, it's to Hashem. And therefore, and the whole Chavavos is structured that way, our whole being, Evan Hashem's, our whole, we, is all based on HaKaras HaTov. So it's all based on sort of a constant hergish that, yeah, that we don't deserve to live. But that's only between us and Hashem. Once we pass that stage, but now that I am here, so then we should we should feel good and we should feel confident and we should do things and, and feel and feel des- deserving. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't deserve to live because if you go back to when we were created, so how could we deserve to live? <laughs> we, we didn't exist. And Hashem did the greatest chesed in the world. This is all in Shar HaBachina, by the way, in Chavis Halvavis. And that's why the Chavis Halvavis holds. You hit upon a very important point. The Chavis Halvavis holds our whole avoda of Hashem, our whole everything, is based on HaKaras HaTov to Hashem, because we don't deserve anything. We own everything. We own our very lives. And then we own that we breathe and we eat and we digest and our blood flows and all the thousands and thousands but that's why it's based on Hakaras Hatov. Because that should be an overwhelming feeling. I don't deserve anything. But once you pass that and I'm here, then you shouldn't feel like downtrodden or guilt-ridden. So the Aval Hayasod, a major, major principle. He, he doesn't make this into a side point. He says a major principle, that will allow you to have bitochon. And if you don't feel this way, you can't have bitochon. He says, what I'm about to say, you can be the frumst person in the world. If you can't get over the hump of what I'm about to say, if you can't make that leap of faith to really believe what I'm about to tell you, you can't have bitachon. You can't. Who and that is? Shehei batuach, but also shehu batuach, love you are, you will rely on the person, upon on the object of your reliance. Because he's still defining it. He's not even talking about Frumkite now. He's not talking about Hashem. He's still defining what it means. See, anybody you would rely on. This is what has to be true. That he will fulfill what he said. If he promised you something, so that's why you're relying on him. And he'll do what he said. Because he feels kindly towards me. 
He's well disposed to me. He wants to help me. He wants me to have what's good for me. He wants this for me. And therefore, this is the punchline, even what he didn't say he would do, even if he doesn't, let's say Hashem says, you do the mitzvahs, there'll be rain. If you don't, it's not going to be rain. He says, Hashem's going to give you rain even if you don't deserve it. Uh, but that doesn't make any sense. You're asking to yourself. He will say later, as long as you don't rebel, as long as you do your best, and you're not a moraid in Hashem, and you're not lazy, those are the two things the Chabzah of others will say later in Shara Bitachon. Don't rebel against Hashem, and do your best. Don't slacken off, because oh, Hashem really doesn't care about him. Literally said, we don't have to do anything. Those are the two conditions. Do your best, and don't rebel against Hashem. He says, then don't worry, Hashem. Even what the person didn't promise you. He'll do it, even if you don't deserve it. Even if he did. In other words, I gave, I said the story one, a few weeks ago. I call up a guy, and he tells me he's going to come pick me up in the car. So I'm relying on him, because he said he would. I have to feel that even if something happens that would, let's say, override his promise, something happens, uh, something happened that would allow him to break his promise. He's going to do it anyway, because I'm relying on him. So even if he has reason not, or he said he would come pick me up at 12, and I call him up an emergency, I need him at 11.30, he's going to come. That, that that's full reliance. That's the full bitachon that you have on someone. You can't have full bitachon on someone. It's not full bitachon. Tchavis Haldava says here in Paragalif, if it's limited to what we would call midas hadin. Okay, he said he would do this. He said he would take me to the store at eight o'clock. Oh, it's eight o'clock. He doesn't have to do it anymore. Or he's going to say, oh, you were a bad boy. I'm not taking you to the store. And, and there could be a million reasons why not to do it. If you think the object of your bitachon is limited to, it's like a yaki, <laughs> to what he said and how he said it, and only if you deserve it, and only the way he said it's going to be done, and everything exactly in that box, your bitachon can't be full. Because there's always going to be something. There's going to be something. Or you'll feel that there's something. To truly have bitachon, he says here in these few lines, you have to rely on the person that he'll do what's best for you, that he's capable of doing what's best for you, that he knows what's doing what's best for you, and that he'll do it even if you don't deserve it. Without that, the header is there, he says. If that's missing, lo yiyeh habitachon motzli. You can't really have bitachon. Because there's always something. So, it's like a basic principle. It's it's indispensable, he says. It's indispensable, Pana bitachon, that the person... And he's giving us the definition of bitachon. He's not talking about Hashem. He's not talking about... 
So in the definition of bitachon that he's developing, it's an indispensable part of the definition that the object of your bitachon will act lefnim mishuras hadin. Otherwise, you can't really have bitachon because you'll just be nervous and there'll always be something that'll... You can't, you know, you won't fit all the conditions that are there, that are inevitably there. You have to believe that Hashem is there for you, or the object of your betochen is there for you. Rabbi Yonah really says this. Rabbi Yonah says it. There's actually, you know, it's not so clear if there's a technical mitzvah's betochen. Technical. By the way, I recommend a small little handbook called Mitzvah's Habitochen. It's a very good, it has Maimari Chazal and Psukim. And then, you know, you look at it a minute a day, two minutes a day. I think it's called Mitzvah Sabitachon. I believe it's been translated. Anyway, but getting back to being technical now, speaking like a, a man, so it's not so clear which of the 613 mitzvahs is Bitachon, but there actually is a mitzvah that comes pretty close. And that is, there's a lot of, you're not going to be afraid in Mulchama. When you go to war, there's a technical Isser, Lav, that the soldier's not supposed to be afraid. And what do you mean he's not supposed to be afraid? He's supposed to have Bitochon. He's supposed to have Bitochon and Hashem, that Hashem will get him through the war safely. So Rabbi Yonah speaks out. The love is, he's not supposed to be afraid, because the love is, it's a very important love. If, if you talk to any, uh, if you would speak to people who have been in war, I'm talking about the worst thing for the army, for morale, for the fighters, is if people act scared. But you have to have a, an element of fear to survive, because it's what keeps you aware no. The mitzvah is that what keeps you aware and what keeps you alert is the knowledge that you're fighting Hashem's battle and Hashem's with you. And you're doing something for Kiddush Hashem or you're doing something for Klal Yisrael. That's what's supposed to keep you going. And you're supposed to forget about your family and you're supposed to forget about everything else. Forgetting about the people that are not there you don't see is easy. But what about the people that are being killed on either side of you as you're at war? How do you forget that? Nobody's telling you to forget that. But that's for sure. If a person allows his fear to overtake him, he'll start running. It's inevitable. And once you start running, you lost the war. And you talk, you have to, you have to, you have to develop a sense of fearlessness. That's even without the love. You talk to any general. Talk to people who have been in the army. You have to have a fearlessness. You have to be ready. You're committing suicide. What allows someone to throw themselves on a grenade to save? You have to develop. A, a, it's, it's superhuman what people do in battle. We Taka don't appreciate soldiers in battle. They put their lives on the line, and they have to be fearless. If they wouldn't be fearless, they would run away. And Tchilas Nafila Nisa the Gemara says, once you run away, you're finished. You're lost once you're in a retreat. So there's a love not to be afraid. So Rabbi Yonah says, and and the Rambam and the Chinuch go on to explain. You're supposed to 
fortify yourself with thoughts of, of bitachon. Right? I'm saying this is the closest I know to the technical place where there's a mitzvah's bitachon. My point is that Rabbi Yonah says that this applies to anyone who's in a dangerous situation, who's in a who's in a difficult situation. You have to develop a feeling of confidence that Hashem will see you through it. And he says it by this love. I don't know if he's talking technically that there's a love by every person who's in a difficult situation that you shouldn't be overwhelmed by the difficult situation. I wouldn't go so far as to say that he technically holds that it applies to every situation. But he says it. He says that the love conceptually should apply to every person who's in a difficult situation. So that's and it's dangerous. What do you mean? It, it is very dangerous. And it's a sakana. Hashem's going to get me through it, even if I don't deserve it. Hashem. And that's what you have to develop. You're relying on Hashem to get you through it. I would even go so far as to say that according to what we just learned in the Chavis Halvavis, it would be a, a, a more precise formulation to say that we have bitachon in chasdei Hashem. Not even, like I said, we have bitachon in Hashem. Maybe it should be reformulated. We have bitachon in chasdei Hashem. He, he, I, he doesn't just like, it's not a side point. He puts this into the very basic definition. That means he's going into the human psyche. You can't have bitachon if there's this lurking fear that you don't deserve it and the person's not going to really do it because you did something wrong. And you're not living up to the person's expectations and maybe you messed up. You have, part of bitachon is to feel that the person's going to do it anyway. If you really want to have bitachon that the rich person is going to lend you money, you have to feel that even if he gets angry at you, he's going to lend you money. Or else, you don't really have bitachon on him. It's not full-fledged. It's, it's okay, I have confidence. Abba Hashem, he's going to lend me the money if I don't get him angry. <laughs> so there's part of you that's nervous. You're not totally tranquil and serene. You, you're careful not to get him angry. So you really full bitachon. Full. Abba is aiming for broke. He wants you to have full bitachon. Even if I don't deserve it. Yes, there are exceptions. As he says, don't don't rebel. You can't have bitachon that if you go to the rich guy and spit at him in the face, that he's still going to let that not. And you can't have bitachon that if you sit home and twiddle your thumbs, he's going to come knocking on your door and offer you the money. That also, you can't be lazy. You have to go to the hours when he has hours, and you have to ask him to lend your money. So those two things, because of others, will say, the, the nature of, of humans, of people, is that you really can't have like full bitachon. In a human. It's not, yeah, it's well, that's not. what he's going to say in Parag Beis. That's the secret in Parag Beis. But here he's still working on the, just the definition. He wants to make sure we fully get the definition. Then in Parag Beis, he's going to show why you really can't have bitachon the way it has to be defined in anyone but Hashem. Okay. Can I ask you something else? Sometimes... Yeah. A person wants something that isn't really good for them. 
Well, that's why he was careful to say that we rely on Hashem, that Hashem will do what's most fitting and best. But we're allowed to... That's why I said, that's part of what the Bini, of what Rabbi Yonah says about Mulchama. We're allowed to project what's, what seems to us to be best. As long as we're able to handle if Hashem doesn't give us what we think is best without losing our bitacha. I want to be healthy. I'm not supposed to think Hashem should do whatever is best. I know this came up. This, this always comes up. If we were supposed to think ah, Hashem should just do whatever He wants, then we would be making a bracha of when we say in Shmona Esrei, Hashem should heal us. We say Hashem should give us parnasa. We know what tov is, what what it what it is most of the time in the normal course of events. We know a person should be healthy. We know a person should have parnasa. We know a person should be happy. We know a person should be uh, shouldn't have a mum chas v'shalom. That's the normal course of events. So when we project our bitachon, it's that Hashem will do what's best for me and keep me healthy. Then if chalila people do get sick, so then we say, well, because you've developed your You've developed it from the perspective because Hashem will do what's best for me. So you say, oh, I guess this is what's best for me. I guess, I, you know, that's what you say. I guess this is what's best for me. It doesn't injure you. It doesn't, it, it doesn't, uh, spoil you bitachon. Because the bitachon is always <coughs> not that. It's Hashem will do what's best for me, which is in the normal course of events to be healthy, to be happy. Things should go normal. Things should go smoothly. That's what you're supposed to feel. So you're saying you know, most of the time you should go around expecting everything to go well until it doesn't. I, yes, but I, I, I would replace the word expecting with relying on Hashem that things will go well. That's the point. Not just expect expecting, or if I, I'll say differently, expecting that, that they will go well because you have confidence that Hashem will make them go well. We're not just making a, a not just giving a course in happy-go-lucky living. We're giving it right. So that's what you have to work on bitachon. You rely on Hashem when you go to the store to buy something. You rely on Hashem that you should have a successful trip. And you should find what you want in the store. And instead of relying on your own know-how or on the storekeeper, you rely on Hashem. When you're driving on a trip, as I said, the best practice to develop Yitacham is before you do anything, daven to Hashem, that it should be successful. Talk to Hashem. You shouldn't use the word daven. Talk. Talk to Hashem and say, Hashem, I know it's only you can make me be successful in whatever I'm about to do, whether it's baking a cake or driving to Yushalayim or crossing the street. Hashem, please let it indeed be successful. And then after it happens, you thank Hashem. Say thank you. And this way you'll develop that awareness that you're always relying on Him and that He's the one doing it and pulling all the strings. And then you'll, you'll see how much is going right in your life and you'll see that you're overwhelmed by good things happening. And then you'll slowly develop Bitochon. Ultimately, we want to get to the Madrega where 
having bitochen in Hashem is a silent tefillah. As I told you in the first few weeks, there's many, many psukim that show that Hashem responds to our bitochen by doing things that he normally wouldn't have done, so to speak. But if you're truly relying on him, then that itself creates a dynamic of its own. There's many references in Tefillah to the Lone Vosh, Kivachabatachnu. We come to Hashem and you say, Hey, I'm relying on you. Don't mess me up. And Hashem, that's a dynamic that Hashem created. So you develop your Bitachon, and then in its Hashem, as it develops, Hashem does things as a reaction, so to speak as a reaction to your bitachal. It's just like always a silent tefillah. Hashem, I'm relying on you. Or oh, you're relying on me. It's a different story. The whole idea of Hashem does things for you, even if we don't deserve it, is intensified when we're relying on Him. Because that's a reason He should do it. As I said, right? we said the first few weeks Hashem doesn't do an avla when you're relying on someone He does, He comes through for you ok, so that's the the whole first barrack, we'll stop here